0: All right. Welcome to another episode of Small Business Chronicles. I'm your host, Brian Stone. And this story is all about, um, you know, an entrepreneur that that I'm really excited to talk to. So um, as any of you that have listened to the show for a long time uh, know, you know, we don't just hit small business. We don't just hit one topic on this show. We are the Swiss Army Knife of Business uh, podcast because we've hit just about every topic you can possibly imagine. And, you know. Today, truthfully, you guys are in for a treat. He is an extraordinary guest. I'm actually uh, chatting today with Sam Tejada. He's a president and founder of Liquivita, and you know he he's got a really interesting story. You know, he started in his early days as a firefighter, a paramedic, and um, you know uh, firefighter paramedic, excuse me. And you know he um, he really uh, focused on the preventative medicine uh, space. Um, he, he's he's had a crazy journey. Uh, it's really a test. Testament to his uh, personal mission of making sure that he's making a difference, not just making a living. So um, I, I'm excited to get into it. Um, you know, if you haven't checked him out, uh, make sure you do. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you some some uh, some tips towards the end of the show. But, um, you know, he he's he's earned recognition, just so you guys know, that are tuned in Forbes magazine, Essence magazine, much more than that. He's also an author of a uh, of a book called How to Win in Modern Wellness. So, um, well, let's jump right in. Sam, how are you
1: today? Pretty good, Brian. Thanks for having me, brother.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, we were we were joking beforehand uh, that you're going to have to carry me today because you're able to stand and I'm I'm not I don't have my sit stand desk. So uh, so I I know that uh, I can lean on you to have high energy because you're 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 a high energy guy.
1: No worries, man. Listen, I've carried a lot of people. As you know, I'm a retired yeah. fireman. I, I got to be able to do that fireman's carry, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was your job, right? Yeah. So, uh, so look, I, I know we could go a, a multitude of different directions, and you've done other podcasts and interviews um, in the past. But, you know, I I really want to know, um, you know, what what sparked your transition from, uh, from you know, be, being in service, you know, being 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 in that uh, that uh, emergency response mode, to you know becoming a leader in in, in preventative medicine and um, you know actually um, making a huge career shift. What sparked that change?
1: So you know the the thing that truly sparked it is following where my passion truly was, and you know the the reason why i became a firefighter paramedic at a young age i actually went straight out of high school to the fire academy emt school paramedic school was that i wanted to have that so-called most rewarding job ever and what mm. what would be more than a rewarding job than being that hero right firefighter paramedic yeah. and truthfully one of the things uh, that that happened throughout my 12 year career it really wasn't the most rewarding job, and some people look at me crazy when I say that. But you know, about ten percent of the calls were the ones that you would see on TV, where you're extricating someone out of a car or you know pulling someone out of a burning building. Ninety percent of the people that you would run these nine one one calls in the city where I was at were people that just they really didn't want to help themselves. You know, uh, we would see. Uh, The doctors, you know, as we transported them to the hospital, tell them exactly what they need to do, the lifestyle changes they need to make. And you know what? Two, three days later, we were back there taking that person right back to the hospital because they just didn't make any of those changes. And, you know, the difference here is the business I'm in now, it's different. You know, number one, we don't take insurance. And about 90% of the clients that come into Liquivita, they actually do what we say. And you see all of the hard work you do come to fruition
0: well and and, you know look the franchise space has all different kinds of um you know advantages in terms of getting getting your messaging out getting your brand out there but uh let's be honest the, the the health and wellness space is is not an easy one to get into and it's not an easy one to market within because you know, you have to have clients trust you, and right. by its nature, some people don't trust the franchise model. They feel like it's only for profit and not for for uh, for for good intent. So, how do you how do you tackle um, uh, that that problem, and how do you maintain your image within Liquivita to, to to make sure that people know that your intent and your franchisees' intent is is the right, the
1: right one. So you do have to create a very trustworthy brand for people to actually engage with your business. So that actually brings me back of when I first started the, the company. One of my business mentors, Jerry Whitlock, he was Coca-Cola's largest manufacturer here in the US. Right, mm. And one of the things when I first started Liquivita, where we started with IV vitamin therapy, where we're putting vitamins, minerals, and amino acids directly into the patient's vein, right into the bloodstream. His exact words were like, Sam, you know, I've been with Coca-Cola and I I had the largest manufacturer here in North America. I said, yeah, Jerry. And he tells me, he says, Coca-Cola built a brand where people trusted it to just drink it. You're building a brand where people need to trust it for you to stick it directly in their veins. And I was like, when he said that, I was like, whoa, I got a lot of work to do here. Yeah. we did it. Fast forward 10 years later, we're here, right? And how did we do it? It was a lot of educational marketing. The, the mm-hmm. first step, you know, this was new. We were one of the first ones. So, you know, you go back ten, over 10 years ago and you tell people, hey, I'm gonna stick these vitamins in your vein. Most people look at you like you got something growing out of your head. And what we did is we created some really good educational marketing, you know, educate the potential end consumer we brought a lot of great edu- ed- ed- uh, educated uh, brand ambassadors and athletes to talk about it and then had the data to support it. You know, doing the micronutrients deficiencies test where we do the blood work to show people that they have deficiencies. And then, you know, we trend it and do the test again and show them that it actually works.
0: Well, and you know, it, it's. Um... It's in the pursuit of good business, but it's also in the pursuit uh, of, um, you know, reaching more people with something that you're truly passionate and you see changes people's lives. So, I mean, you know, I I I love your passion. I love your story, you know what I mean? Because it's so incredible. And you actually took that experience that you learned firsthand and, you know, uh, you took it a step further and you you collaborated with other industry leaders and you, and you wrote a book about it, right? So, I, I mean… Uh, yeah. So, so, so your book, I mean, actually, you know, um, that, that book, I want to talk about if you're okay with that, cause you know, it's, it's how to win in modern wellness and it really highlights, the, you know, a lot of collaborative efforts within other leaders within the industry. So what, I mean, what insights, um, can, can people expect from the book and, you know, what, what drove you to actually, uh, pursue that project?
1: So, so part of that, and this is the book, how to win in modern wellness. And as you see here, you have a bunch of different faces in here. And these are all leaders in the health and wellness industry. These are guys that own franchise systems that include, you know, over 800 locations for the business. Some of them have 200 locations. We have marketing leaders, uh, industry leading attorneys, you know, it's basically all the leaders. And the reason I decided to put the book together and, and how I built these relationships is that when I first got into the industry, what was, what was happening is most people were going in with this cutthroat mentality against the competition, mm-hmm. right? And I told myself, I says, listening to everyone's story who's in the industry, everyone's saying the same thing. We want to change the course of medicine. We want to take more of that proactive, preventative approach to your health and wellness versus what we're so used to, which is more of that reactive medicine. we you know, traditionally here in the US, we wait for people to get sick to then do something uh, in the clinical setting. So I told myself, I says, well, we're all preaching the same thing. Why are we at each other's throats? So instead of going that cutthroat mentality, I said, you know what? I'm gonna build some relationships and I'm gonna build some very strong relationships with the other leaders in this industry. And I did exactly that. You know, fast forward about eight to nine years later, You know, I hired a publicist and the publicist heard my story and says, we got to we got to write a book on this. And I was able to actually reach out to all these relationships. And I told him, listen, I want to write a book on how we're all winning in this world of modern wellness. There's a lot of other medical practitioners and uh, business people that want to diversify their investments and, you know, get into this industry. Let's talk about it. Let's share what we're all doing. And I gave all of these leaders a chapter in the book.
0: I I I love that collaborative approach I mean because yeah you know it it's not just one person out there that's making uh, a difference within that space, right? It, it is a collaborative effort, and you know there there, there is some connectivity uh, in in the health and wellness space that that has to happen for someone to thrive. And you know um, what what's one solution that might work for for one you know uh, individual might not be the same as it is for another. So right. I, I I love that you actually address that right there within the book. So um, let me ask you this, because I really, you know, um, you're a thought leader within the, within, within the industry, and I, I, I'm really curious about your perspective of how you see the role of preventative uh, medicine evolving uh, within the healthcare industry. And, um, you know, it, it, if, if, if you're in a position to share, you know, what, what, what role Liquivita actually plays in part of that evolution?
1: So Liquivita, we, we have wellness centers uh, throughout the United States. So our wellness centers are not like your typical clinic. So our patients, they come in, um, we're gonna evaluate their lifestyle. So we do a lifestyle assessment, um, figure out exactly how their bodies are performing, uh, how they live their day-to-day life, what they're eating. And then from there, we do what we call is a look under the hood. What does look under the hood mean? Just like the same way you do with your car, right? And what we do there is we run certain diagnostics, which usually your traditional medicine physician is not going to run any of these diagnostics unless you're symptomatic with some kind of issue, right? So what what we're doing is we're looking at body composition analysis. We're seeing exactly what your total weight is made up of, not just get on a scale and tell me what your total weight is. We want to know how much lean mass you have. We want to know how much adipose fat you have. We, most importantly, we want to know how much visceral fat, which lines the organs, which if you have a high percentage is indicative of cardiovascular disease, we want to know exactly what's happening with your body. Alongside with that, we do a comprehensive blood analysis. The blood work we do, it's not like your general practitioner. It's very deep. We're looking at micronutrients deficiencies, hormone imbalances, food sensitivities, inflammation markers, autoimmune issues, toxins that you might be exposed through food and environment, which is huge with, you know, microplastics and everything else. So what we're doing is we're trying to catch things early. And then we look at things very closely. Right. And then our goal is to make sure we keep you within your optimal levels. So then you don't get sick.
0: Love that. Love that. I mean, you know, look, it's clear you have, you have a unique uh, uh, product, you have a unique service, um, but you've been able to scale. Um, and and I, I'm really just curious, um, what kind of operational um, you know, pitfalls or barriers did you have to overcome that might be applicable to other entrepreneurs that are you know, inspired by your growth story and, and are wanting to, to do something similar within their industry?
1: Well, you know, sometimes you do hit different roadblocks and, and you know, different parts of the business, you're always going to hit these different roadblocks. I think one of the ones that we're experiencing now that the business is, you know, yes, we've been in the business for 10 years, but it, the industry is growing substantially and it, it's still considered a new industry. So regulatory has not really been in place for some of the things that we do because a lot of these services and modalities that we offer are more like alternative treatments. So now a lot of the regulatory agencies that are out there, you know, a lot of the ones with the three letter, letter words, right? CDC, yep. FDA, uh, uh, FTC, all, all, of, all of the different ones that are out there, you know, and, and also a lot of the uh, the state politicians, they're getting involved and they're trying to regulate it. And, and the scary part about it is that you get a lot of people that have absolutely no medical background making these decisions so that was one of the reasons why you know the american iv association ava was formed and uh, all the leaders in the industries are are, are, you know in the industry are taking uh different positions and creating the different committees so we can go ahead and set some of those standards and through lobbying efforts make sure that the, the the certain standards and regulatory uh statutes and stuff that are going into place make sense
0: well and, and and um I love your insight in that because you know your responsibility not only as a you know CEO and you know um and a, an ambassador for your brand and your company but also you know as someone who has a passion for you know helping the customers that 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 you help you, your obligation is to uh be proactive in making sure that that uh, there's not barriers that are that are down the road that are going to come up instead of reactive right so uh, I mean, that's huge. That's huge, man. I mean, I, like, and I want to commend you cause cause that, that takes a real vision, uh, that takes a real, um, focus and clear, uh, mission and purpose to, to be able to look into the future and say, okay, this is a great product. We have happy people that are ha- that are improving their livelihoods. And now my job is to keep that going right. And, right. and, and to look ahead. So, um, you know, you know, it doesn't surprise me, though, that, uh, you know, um, I and I won't I won't name any organizations by name, but it doesn't surprise me that we have uh, people that are uneducated in in uh, in the specific industry trying to make changes within it. That's that's not unique to the healthcare space. Right.
1: It, it happens quite often, man, quite frequently. Yeah. right?
0: I, I come from the real estate space and like i got to deal with it on that end as far as yeah. housing goes too so you know they're uh they usually they cause the crashes or the rises or the imbalance or the unaffordability and uh, and we're just we're just on the receiving end getting beat up so I, I can i can understand that um awesome man well hey um you know i um I'm really curious about you know because uh, you, you mentioned your um you know your other speaking engagements and, and and publication, your publicist. You've been featured on a lot of prestigious publications. So, um, you know what um, is that something that happened organically? Is that something that's repeatable for either your franchisee, either or, or, or other business owners that are listening? I mean, what's you know what was your uh, what was your key strategy in in getting getting onto those types of platforms and publications?
1: So key strategy with that is, number one, building a strong, reputable name, right? Mm. Um, I, I think, you know, I would say having a, a book uh, and being an author definitely gives you more of that authority and the ability to, to get featured in a lot of sure. publications and also a lot of the, the, the news segments. You know, I'm on the news like every other week now, um, you know, being placed as, a, as an expert in the field. And uh, truthfully, the, the biggest uh, feeder to that is having strong relationships in your industry. Having mm-hmm. other people basically giving you that social proof, just how I have in the book, where they can you know talk about you in, in a positive way. So when you have other people in your industry, you know putting you on that pedestal and you know talking positive about what you're doing in the industry and what you're doing, with the other people that are also in the industry, your competitors, then mm-hmm. you know people will look at that and understand that hey, this person is someone that needs to be looked at, and we need to talk to this person because they're doing the right thing.
0: Well, it starts with credibility, right? I mean, and you have to you have to have that baseline because even with the perp- perfect uh, strategy to get your message out, get in the right locations, right. get on the right podcast, get on the right news station, uh, that all will crumble if if you don't have that solid foundation of, you know, um, you know, exactly what you said, um, even competitors uh, that are there, you know, showing showing that you're a credible um, resource within the space. right So uh, love that. I mean, you know, um, if someone wants to build up their credibility, um, either either in your space or in business in general, I mean, um, what what advice would you give give them to, to, to start building that brand message. I mean, is it, is there, is there one key thing that, 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 that is that most important first step?
1: Yeah. The most important, important, the most important first step is content, Hmm. create content, just talk about what you're doing and actually put content out there. And you don't need all of this crazy, fancy camera crews and stuff that'll come later, right?
0: Hmm.
1: First step you have to do is just grab your phone, grab your iPhone, and just start talking about what you're doing and post it. Take a lot of the content that you start talking about certain topics, and start writing about it. Right? You can easily get, you know, publish a lot of blog articles yourself through your own website, publish articles through LinkedIn, they have the capability Mm -hmm. of doing it, LinkedIn is a high domain authority, you know, website, why not, you know, start getting a lot of content out there and letting people see what you do. Right? Because you can have the best product, you can offer the best service, but if no one knows about it, it means absolutely nothing. So what I tell people when they first get into business is, if I went back four years ago, I would tell people, even though we're a clinic, right, wellness center, we're actually a marketing and PR company first, medical hmm. second. And now today, it's a little bit different. I tell people we're a software technology company first marketing PR second and medical third. And it doesn't mean that it diminishes anything on the efficacy side of what we do on a medical standpoint. It's just without the first two in today's world, you know, you got to have technology to have quantifiable data to be able to grow your business off of data. And you have to get the word out. So marketing PR, regardless if you're selling a candy bar or medical procedures, you got to be able to market it.
0: Man, that's huge. Like I'm I'm ready to like, you know, get a bullhorn and like blow blow out people's ears. Cause because if they if, if 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 you didn't listen to that from Sam, you need to you need to push pause, back it up, play that again because um, you're exactly right. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I was I was talking to um, a fitness trainer actually, and uh, I, it, it was it was actually another guest uh, on a podcast, and he 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 said something similar. He was he's a master in the world of kettlebells, um, and he's a he's a personal fitness trainer, and he, he you know he also is out there to improve people's lives with his workout programs. But he introduced himself as an email marketer, right? <laughs> because that's I mean, that's his that's his best way to fulfill his mission, which is to get in front of as many people as possible and to provide uh, insight and and programs that they can choose to use or not that will improve their daily life. You know, that's so awesome. um, and, you know, I, I, I love that. I love this topic. I mean, you, you're getting you see now I don't have to be standing, Sam, to get excited. I love this topic because, um, you know. It's your obligation, if you are truly passionate about what your business is, to be successful in getting it out there to the people that you're meant to serve. It's not enough to just be good at what you do. It's your obligation, if you're good at what you do, to get it in the hands of the people that need it. Facts. Yeah. Love it, man. Yep. I could, I could talk about that stuff all day long, all day. man. I got yeah. really could.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I could, but you know, um, I, I also want to be respectful of your time because I mean, I, I, I know that, that, that your, your time is hugely valuable. And, um, so, so let's, um, let's end with this. I mean, if there's one piece of advice that that you believe other entrepreneurs, business owners, visionaries like yourself that are out there listening, can take and implement into their world today, um, what would that piece of advice uh, be that you would give
1: The piece of advice that I would say is work on the business, not in it, right? Initially, mm. you have to work in it to figure out all of the moving parts, but ultimately you want to work on your business and not be working in it. And what does that mean? That means if you really want to scale your business and grow it, you can't be inside of that cave. Right. You gotta be outside of the cave. You gotta be out growing it, networking, touching other people, you know, strategizing and calling the shots, getting people to work for you where you have the ability to delegate, right? Delegation is key, you know, and and start utilizing a lot of these different softwares and tools for you to be able to inspect what you expect out of the people that, that you delegate things to. And, you know, you being able to inspect what you expect gives you the ability to hold people accountable, see if they're meeting your expectations, and most importantly, gives you the ability to be an actual mentor as the leader of the company.
0: Love it, love it. We're, we're speaking the same language, man, love it. Uh, well, look, it's, it's been a pleasure you know, having you on Small Business Chronicles, Sam. Uh, really, really appreciate um, your time and your passion for your industry. I mean, uh, it's, it really shows your commitment to wellness and preventative medicine. You know, I mean, it's, it's easy to see it. anybody that has a conversation with you. So, um, it, you know, I appreciate you sharing your story with us. And um, to, to the listeners, make sure you're checking out Sam's book, How to Win in Modern Wellness for a deeper dive into the world of health and wellness and, and innovation. Uh, so um, just remember, uh, as Sam says, it's not about living. It's about living well. So thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, uh, again, my name is Brian Stone. And keep that entrepreneur spirit alive. No matter how small your business may be right now, it doesn't mean you don't have a big story to tell. So tune in next time for more great stories from business owners like Sam. Thank you, Brian.